Good morning, Miss Peterson. I'm sorry to disturb you so early. The court has ruled that you require assistance in taking care of yourself. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm afraid it's not up to you to decide. The court has appointed me to be your legal guardian. What? You have to come with me. And remember, I'm here to help. My name is Marla Grayson. I'm just someone who cares. Well, this world is made out of two types of people. There's people like me, sharks, who destroy other people with winking good looks and smells of gorgeous flora and fauna. And then there's people like you. Anyway, I would say that I cared quite a bit about this film in the end, and I didn't expect to. No, this was yeah, this this was an odd one. I we we've been we've been putting this off for well, basically since the start of February. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, it was, it was, I think it came out about second of February, and we yeah we watched this like two days ago. Well, there's a good uh, reason for that. Day of recording, like fifth of April. There's a very big reason. Yeah. There's a big elephant in the room. We've got to get out of the way, which is I think I think this is to me the worst film name since Now You See Me Too. Oh like, yeah, no, that is terrible. As a w- I, I, yeah, I still sorry that's such a shout. I still stand by that after having watched the film because um, basically we only watched it because my girlfriend was like, "No, you guys should really watch this. It'll be interesting." Yeah, we got we got peer pressured into this it. one. And for once, yeah, peer pressure um, was good. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. This is a good movie. Um, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, Which I wasn't is, so why sure. Why would you name it? I care a lot. It, Dare to fucking dreadful. dream, it's, guys. Just what, pick, think, think of another movie. Just think of a right. I'm trying to think of a movie with a good name. Give me a movie with a good name, and I'll try and rename well, it. How the, whoever the last time said you said Requiem for a Dream. That's a sick name. That's a sick name. Okay, Requiem for a Dream would, would probably be called by these people. Heroin is bad. <laughs> like or like, it's like Back to the Future being called Into the Past. I think it's the, it's think it's the complacency because the only thing about saying I like the phrase a lot is probably one of the mildest attempts at explaining emphasis in the world. Like the only <laughs> thing that this this film's title precludes is the fact that she cares like genuinely a lot. Otherwise, it would be called something way more interesting. Yeah, you, I mean, didn't it's you not say even a pun. You Call it like ca- just care. No, it should be called someone who cares because that is someone a, who cares. Because that is a that is a line they say in the film. And it is a- that is actually a pun on the fact that she is someone who cares and she she cares about it because it's her character. Yeah, I mean, it's still not an amazing film name, yeah, but it but is a film name. It is still a film name. I feel like someone who cares it would at least be evocative of saying, oh, who's who's it referring to? What's the Who's that someone? Is that someone is like, it's, it's elusive saying, I care a lot. Like, who, who's that? <laughs> Sorry, whose so perspective is that it. from? And I think it... What is yeah. it? It doesn't. It, the problem with this is it isn't a pun because it can only be it taken in the sense of like caring, in the sense of you know, I, I, I will attend to something a lot. But you can't say I saying I I do a lot of caring for old people. Like it doesn't work grammatically that way around. So it's just kind of. I just feel like they wrote it on the whiteboard and it was in permanent ink, and they were like, "Fuck it, we'll just keep it that." It's it's a bit like the Daniel Radcliffe movie What If, which is a rom com. Like it's just such yeah. A someone put it on the name. spider diagram, and no one could be asked to put on some suggestions. It was like, well, just leave it. It's fine. Well, or, or it was just a film that, like, contractually, the studio had to make a certain amount of movies, <laughs> and this was like the one that just happened to happen, and everyone just hoped it would be okay. I was say, isn't Marvel doing a What If like series? Isn't that what they're calling oh, it? Yeah, they are. It's, it's a bit. 
It's a bit different, though. I mean, that it's was the one fan is literally awful. I mean, it is literally going to be fan fiction. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Christ. Not the um, to that. Yeah, I'm not so into Marvel that I'll be watching that. Although I probably will be for this uh, for this channel. <laughs> uh, but, right. Yeah. So can I okay. say what I um, thought this film was going to be before we watched it? Because I knew literally nothing other than the name. Yeah. Let's start. Let's start there because the name is genuinely misleading. In- interesting. Well, it's also we, not misleading. Sorry. We put the movie off for two months. <laughs> Yeah, we we were gonna put it off for another two oh, if for we weren't sure. yeah. forced to watch if it. Not the whole this year. was this yeah, this was gonna be the thing we watched at the end. This was of gonna December be our Christmas special. <laughs> it was. Yeah, yeah, so true. So I because I just saw a poster with Rosamund Pike and Peter Dinklage yeah, blue one, yeah? in oh, with, no, a, okay. with a very um with a very sort of like f- fun poppy looking filter over it saying I care a lot. And I thought this is gonna be like. A sort of like a, about a family reunion and how like two long lost siblings get together after a family member dies and it's all like a, a quirky humorous thing because yeah like, I thought it was going to be about them arguing over their kids yeah and like um about like who pays know, for the funeral for their dad or something like who cared more it's all yeah, like stupid exactly. bullshit like that it's not that well it doesn't <laughs> help that when you go on IMDb the picture you get is Rosamund Pike in this red t-shirt holding a cup of tea in front of all these pictures. Yeah, looking really happy. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You're, you're you said that. As we're, to get, as we're going to get into, she is definitely one of the happiest film characters I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I don't think it's I've awesome. ever she, seen a happy. She is awesome. Yeah. She's awesome in most of the She's stuff. like inside-out happiness levels of happiness. Yeah. It's horrible. <laughs> it is horrible because it's, she's so awful and it's good um actually good timing watching this after we watched the mauritanian which is obviously talking about the the hellish nature of guantanamo bay and the systemic problems there because we had another film about systemic problems oh uh, we made but a this time yeah but this time <laughs> it was about have i no that's that's that was that's really that's a genuinely really good point it is I'm a good point, though. Like, we, good point. we just watched two systemic problem movies, like back to back. Damn it! Um, yeah, uh, it's interesting, basically, because yeah, there you go, stuff. But also, <laughs> what I do, what I do value about this movie is uh, that it's it's a really interesting crime movie, and it reminds me. Uh, there's not many like crime movies as weird as this. It feels like the kind of crime movie that um, it reminds me of something like Le, Le Pierre. How do you say it? Le Pierre Thu or I love. Pierre Lefou, or whatever, uh, which is like a night. That sounds like a dog show to me. Yeah, it does actually. Like, what um, is that? But it's a, uh, it's a John Luc Godard movie. Um, oh. He's like a f- French director who made some really interesting kind of crime movies, like Breathless, which was the, I believe, the film that popularized jump cuts. Uh, oh. And uh, yeah, he's just interesting, but he makes like really hard to watch because they make you feel sick. Uh, crime movies. Well, I feel like any film that's, very popu- that's known for popularising jump cuts is, yeah, it's probably going to be something that's disturbing. Yeah, 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 but this is the kind of vibe I got from my care a lot. I think that in this film, don't get me wrong, I think this is a good movie. I do also think it's above average. Um, it's not an average film. Like, it is, it is a good film. Um, there is a better film in here, uh, I think. Like, there's kind of, like, elements of kind of Coen Brothers-esque cult classic lingering in it um especially the way the characters just, behave yeah yeah very exactly. very if, quirky if, yeah yeah it feels very very everyone is cynical and everyone is is all out for their own means and yet somehow they're all very sort of chirpy and happy-go-lucky it is like yeah, a bit burn after reading kind of thing actually yeah it, it, it is very very burn after reading yeah and um the 
obviously the casting of Rosamund Pike is obvious because it's just here's Gone Girl, but she's happy all the time. Yeah, but I assumed because Rosamund Pike has been in more happy-go-lucky, cheery things. She's more of a like a really nice character in most things. Like that was why Gone Girl was such a surprise because it's like, oh Jesus, she's absolutely horrific. I mean, yeah, to be yeah. fair, on on the part of of the filmmakers, on the part of of Blakeson, whoever it is, I think it's yeah, Blakeson. Jay Blakeson, um, or whoever, I don't know who the casting director was, but whoever did did a good job because obviously they knew what they were what you know they were hiring, but they definitely fooled me because yeah, I didn't, I I don't know, I don't remember the last time I've hated a I've hated a protagonist more than more than this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as anti heroes go, I hated her. Yeah. and the thing is, um, Peter Dinklage is awesome in this as well. Uh, I'd actually say. I, can, I haven't really seen Game of Thrones because I watched the first half of Series 1 and I hated it. And I was just like, I'm not going to carry on. If you can't impress me yet, you can just not be watched. It's not for us. You don't. I, I just thought you don't deserve me. I, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but but basically, um, yeah, he was awesome in this. Oh, and yeah. He's it's, the fa- it's the first thing I've seen him in where I would say he's in it for longer than an accumulative 20 minutes. Yeah. I'm, and it, yeah. I, I, after watching this, I was like, I want to see him in more stuff. He's so cool. <laughs> And he's really funny. Like when he keeps throwing drinks and stuff uh, in the first half, I love it. But anyway, he's his character is interesting because I root for him because uh, oh, we should explain the story a little bit. Uh, if just, you want, just people listening. So um, basically, it's about uh, like a Rosemont Pike is a legal guardian, and um, what that means is when people are no longer able to look after themselves, uh, the court will. Uh, get someone to come in who becomes the guardian for them. Mm. It's kind of like a yeah. Um, runs their finances, anyway, takes responsibility for them, runs all their exactly. Affairs. But she's like super crooked, and she um, basically um, is a con artist. Really, mm. she works her way into people's lives and becoming their yeah, guardian, so that she can money. take their inheritance and push out the rest yeah. of their family members from. And she's basically imprisoning these people. She's a proper like um, yeah, yeah. She set up an yeah, Arkham just, Asylum. Yeah, exactly. She's yeah. She drugs them yeah, up she's... and doesn't let them leave, and they don't know what's going on around them. She just vegetates. And I love uh, and I love that depiction of uh, old people's home. It's horrible. It's really like, as, yeah. as a prison. It's really scary. If you're it, thinking uh, of sending you, you your said... like grandparent or parent into a foster home, don't watch this film because it probably will yeah, not yeah, help we, your decision. But you said um, yourself when in the scene where they send the 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 main elderly yes. lady into the home you said it was like watching Midsummer. it was exactly like watching with, Midsummer. The, with the music and all the well, and it, it was like disgustingly overlit as well the scene in the lobby where they go in and yeah but that, holding up that made it feel wearing... extra clean it was exactly. that proper hospital vibe this whole yeah. clinic you could almost smell the the, the sort of the horrible f- fabric in the white sheets that are all wearing it was just yeah it was horrible um, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I do love the horror elements that are lent into there, like in this kind of a dark thriller vibes. Because it's weird, because it feels like this film looks like a comedy in the way it's shot visually. Most of the time, it looks like you're watching a comedy, not a thriller, uh, with all the bright the brightness of it. But I think that's the thing; it's that under the surface of this normal thing of elderly, the the way the elderly are looked after. There's this terrible. A terrifying systemic problem. It's also shown in this film to be knowingly manipulated by the doctors and by the people who run the home. Well, to be fair, I, I, to me, this was not a film that was trying to depict something that exists in real life. This was creating oh, no, no, no. a this very. Is, I, I think specific... it's depicting something that is possible. Yeah, someone with a very vivid imagination. Point. 
it's saying it's saying you know this could happen see to me that that stuff you described is great but for me the 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 thing that makes this that made this film sort of uh enjoyable to watch for the most part was the fact that it feels like it is like you say like a sort of psychological kind of horror drama that is being invaded by a sort of over the top like action sort of thriller with yeah, Peter yeah. Dinklage's character being well, like we said the head we of... really we really want Peter Dinklage in um the, in, he in needs to be in a John film. He's he got needs to. he's got to be like you say either like you know the head of the table or I mean they've already shown the head of the table. He's got to be like a guild leader of some uh, someone kind. above that. Yeah, yeah, have him have him throwing knives. Have him really good at something really random. Well, he's, <laughs> yeah, but he's got physicality. He can do that, and he's obviously got yeah, a yeah. voice like melted butter. So oh yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's, he's got he's got real presence. Yeah, um, so. <laughs> so yeah, the, the the fact that he he almost feels intentionally out of place with the rest of the film, which I think is why it feels so much like Burn After Reason, like you say, because it's like, is am I meant to be laughing? Am I meant to be crying? I don't really know. Yeah, it's kind of this is so it, yeah, weird. It's just, yeah, you're not <laughs> and given and a moment you just, to breathe. You just kind of grin grin your way through the movie because you're just like, oh, you're depicting such horrible stuff in such a fun way. <laughs> <laughs> because I think it's because you're in, watching people really enjoy it. Yeah, that's, um, that's fair. Because even even the criminal element, uh, as in the organised crime element. So basically, Peter Dinklage's mum. So Peter Dinklage is like I think he's like a human trafficker. Yeah, uh, yeah. related it's to very the Russian. Implied. Rough the Russian rough, yeah. mob. Yeah. Um, and basically his mother is the el- the elderly woman who has latest been preyed upon by Rosamund Pike's character. Um, so Rosamund Pike has had basically put into an elderly home and like drugged up and taken advantage of the the, the mother of, of someone very high up in the Russian mafia. She's like the and equivalent I'm, of like, um, uh, what's his name, Vita Corleone's wife. And obviously yeah, like Peter Corleone. Dinklage is like Michael. Yeah, it's exactly. Kind of and he's it's like I will destroy you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. I love it. Um and it obviously becomes a bit uh so spoilers coming up now for the movie. Um it becomes a case of Batman finding his Joker in a way. Yes. Uh, I love like the killing joke. I love yes. how this film is like an origin story. Yeah, I well, I feel odd about it because because of what we've just described about the feeling of the film being utterly confusing in quite a good way it did mean yeah, that yeah. by the time we it's, got a, to, it's an absolute right however it does mean by the time you get to the finale uh, the overwhelming feeling for me was like i don't really i don't like anyone like I'm, the only reason i sort mm. of want peter dinklage's character to come out better is because he's the only person who seems to care about someone <gasps> i just got the name um <laughs> oh my god anyway th- th- i think that's the but he's like you say he's a hu- they make a point of showing that he's a human trafficker he's involved with the mob and he's an absolute dickhead himself so I I never felt like I I didn't I, the stakes didn't feel real in a way oh no this film feels so unreal yeah it, it, it I think it disconnects um, think itself emotionally a little bit too much the, at times yeah in the last third um there was a good point in this film I'd say like the first the first two thirds of this film I was thinking this film's a great film and then it went kind of down to being just a good movie. Because the last third, I just kind of, I did get a little bit bored. It became a not sparring hard, match. Not really. The halfway bored. point became a sparring match between Russell Pike and Peter Dinklage. That was fun. It was like a Wolf of Wall that. Street kind of thing, where it's like she yeah, just I wouldn't die. That, she was like the most escalation. Yeah, and she was so determined that she'd get through anything, like a bit going to that. Yeah. Uh, hey, I loved watching the all service that. station changing her clothes and yeah, yeah that, that, that was some proper Gone Girl moments. It you was know, like she'll go to these lengths just to win. 
I think, and I do like how they resolved it with her teaming up with Peter Dinklage. I do think that was cool. Um, yeah, but yeah. I, I was, I no, sort it was, it was, of because, I yeah, but it was, it was just a bit like I don't know. I just felt the last, the last kind of little bits of that film. It all felt a bit like, oh great, we have to wrap this up now, and not in a bad way. Like in this film. Only had about five minutes of absolutely some of the worst film I've ever seen in it. Well, this is so I think I should probably we haven't talked about. This yet. I should probably mention yeah. So the, the main thing this film reminds me of is Layer Cake. Um, I feel yes. like this is genuinely the spiritual successor to it, and I know that sounds completely ridiculous. Uh, well, not no, it is. because you've seen yeah. it. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, try not but, to ruin Layer Cake too much. Okay, well, I won't. Well, tell you what, I will just say that Layer Cake is a film about two like two very different styles or two different areas of the crime world of like a new like a new, like the, the the old crime world basically coming clashing with the whatever the new era of the crime world is in layer cakes yeah. form that was like the like the gangsters coming up against drug lords or like modern yeah. modern drug lords and business people becoming the mobsters. It's also kind of like what Wolf of Wall Street did to juxtapose Goodfellas. It's kind yeah, of like exactly. That. Doing it with gang- well, Scorsese makes a film where gangsters are bankers. Exactly, of gangsters are gangsters. And it, yeah, and it. The, okay, put it this way. Well, if you, they start and end very, very similarly, like almost. Yeah, I don't want to. I can't. Oh, yeah, I, I don't want to spoil it, so I won't, I won't specify. Well, you the, spoil one, you spoil the other. Well, yeah. So but I fuck mean, it. like, <laughs> let's fuck it. All right, like, just watch. Go watch Layer Cake and then carry on with the review, or or don't. I mean, what like, do you rate be, Layer Cake? I get. I give Layer Cake a solid six. Well, I th- I think Layer Cakes is excellent. I think it's an eight out of ten. I think Layer okay, Cake fair. is genuinely because it's such a revolutionary style of. Um, of the gangster film, which genuinely which I mean, wasn't is. picked up, which, which which it's so ahead of its time that it, well, was, only, it was only picked up by Guy Ritchie, to, yeah, like ten, seems over ten up. years, like no, fifteen years later, even, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's insane. Um, and yeah, so I think it doesn't bother me too much, but it definitely. So in in the case of I care a lot, the intro and the outro specifically wallowed way too much in their own. Sort of, oh, look how clever we are and how we're They're awful. Draw- yeah, Genuinely, was... the intro and outro of this, I would give a very low three out of ten. <laughs> like, I literally think, I literally felt, when we started this film, I thought, great, this is going to be one of the worst films I've ever seen. Well, so... Based on the first few minutes, there's so... I was literally... Yeah, hopes weren't high at the start, by, were they? I was being smacked by a wet fish of awful cliches. It, yeah. Like, the writing was so atrocious. Just in the first three minutes, it bears the same Li- problem that the name has, and it's painfully generic. Is it, it draws? Yeah. It does not draw the attention of the. As of is the, the end of the movie. Well, the, the end of the movie is awesome. The end was so worse for me. Generic. Well, because the end is literally the end of the layer cake. And also, it's 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 less satisfying because of well, partly because, like you say, the two main people going up against each other just get a stalemate, and they they agree to be friends with very few repercussions. I might add. Um, yeah. And then the the, the montage that ensues. It's honestly like a broken record. Like they have about, they have at least six consecutive scenes where they basically pulverize into your head the exact same point over and over again, just with a slightly different background. And it lasts for fucking ages. You like when, and you just by the time you're like two minutes into it, you're there drooling at the screen, going, "All right, when when's the bomb gonna drop that I'm alluding to that I'm not gonna specify?" Like it's it's just <laughs> yeah. Oh god, so honestly, so boring. Just the just starting the end of this film. They could have just, they, but they so didn't... strange because they could have just edited it off. Well, what's like the... I genuinely feel like the starting end of this film 
is definitely the reason I can't say this film's great. Because it's genuinely awful. Well, look, Like, atrocious. I, I do think it's atrocious. I, I don't personally let it bother me too much, but I agree that I, I think it's more the fact that it's annoying because, after, say, in the intro, after that montage, the film then proceeds to do an excellent job of explaining uh, what the main characters do. Mm. through. Like, it doesn't do it through exposition. Like, it shows their process. That in, yeah. in, in, that intro monologue was entirely unnecessary. It was there just to say, "Oh, we've got to have the antihero make a make a like a judgment at the audience." That, in retrospect, makes very little sense. It makes no because sense. it's not and actually commenting on anything human beings her, actually do. Um, her it's so jarring as well because her voiceover isn't in the rest of the film. It's just at the start and end. It feels like yeah. it was put on. It feels like it was made after the film was made. Do you know what yeah, it feels it, like it, they're like, yeah. "Oh, if it, it feels like a weird." Um, <laughs> A weird Zach like Joss Whedon cut decision. <laughs> like it's like, what I don't know. Complete with watching. lens flare and oversaturation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> was, I, I'm glad you said that. I was I was wanting to say while we were watching, but I was too into the dialogue. <laughs> there was so much lens flare in um especially in the bit with uh where she's been captured by Peter Dinklage. Oh, again, that's a scene lifted straight out of uh, Jack Reacher. But again, that in itself is lifting it out of every other like. I mean, this film film. is like it's strange because yeah, there's quite a lot of generic elements, but all of the non-generic elements are brilliant. Yes, that's the weird thing. I think the um, the the main concept and by and large its execution and the way that they handle the mad tone shifts that they deal with. I think I think they are dealt with really really well. Yeah, yeah, and especially, especially, like the, the best example of it is when it's not Pietro. What's his name? Who's the the main like uh, sort of gangster henchman? Russian oh, man. I love him, him and his yeah, dudes yeah. just walk like you know barge they're into so the. They're so funny. Yeah, what's and they're contending um, with like people with vacuum cleaners and Alexi. Yeah, yeah, like that. that's an awesome. This really good old people scene. sort of with Zimmer frames like walking through the corridors while there's a gunfight. Yeah, happening. that's an awesome scene. <laughs> and um, yeah. Oh. The I, as you know, I adored the bits with the lawyer, the the kind of the dodgy, <laughs> ma- the mafia, the mafia yes, lawyer, with the white and, suit. and the bit because because yeah. he was angry. I love how he was angry because um, the judge because, was an idiot. Yeah, because he's like the judge was an idiot. He didn't even know the law. Yeah, <laughs> says, it's just the irony. That, see, that was a great example of, of original writing. This idea of the two crime yeah. crime stars fighting because he's the typical and like, they're the both trying to manipulate two, the law, like trying to manipulate. Yeah, but the, the, yeah, he's they Tom get, it. But they get shot. Yeah, exactly. But they get shot down with the fact that the judge is a lazy idiot, <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> it's jokes. It's so cynical, it's but it's so amazing. funny. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I think cynical is the best way to describe this film. In a, in, yeah, in a guess yeah. a good way. In, it's, yeah. The only reason it annoys me is because the end is is relatively unsatisfying. Well, the start, the start and the end being unsatisfying, and also because they're so in your face, um, it makes the cynical elements seem. Um, you know, when you meet people who are cynical and they can't really back up it with either humor or being interesting. No, it feel it feels like. You know, I yeah. end up making judgments about Piers Morgan. Know, the kind, the t- yeah, it feels like a Piers Morgan movie, <laughs> but funny and good and not stupid. Uh, so, not <laughs> <laughs> good point. I do apologise. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that about I care a lot because I actually like yeah, I yeah. care a lot. I do like I care a lot. It's a really interesting. Um, it's a really just really to summarise. Just a really interesting and fun genre piece, genre experiment, mm. basically. The, a genre uh, experiment that uh, mostly oh, pays off. Yeah, mostly I'd say like seventy percent. Seventy percent of this movie is 
you know, approaching greatness. Mm. Oh, also something I didn't mention is I think the score is slash soundtrack. I'm not sure if it's sound. Yeah, really interesting. Really interesting. nicely done. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's standout different. And I remember thinking while I was listening to it, thinking, oh, it would have been cool if you know I'd written this. This is cool, you know. Yeah, it's, it's extremely, extremely electronic and very sort of dissonant. It very, it, it always feels sort of unsettling in your ears whenever it's happening. Like it's sort of that, like I say, it's that sort of cheerfully chaotic at times, but also being yeah. very clinical, which it's always peddling. Because uh, I forget what's the, what's Rosamund Pike's character called in this film. Hang on, Marla. Marla, thank you. Oh yeah, Grayson. Because I was have to think about yeah. Nightwing. Um, that's literally the only way I, re- reason I can remember. Um, yeah. The, the 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 best part of, of her performance is how, like I say, chintzy and just grinning she is all the time. Whether she's genuinely, occasionally, actually genuinely being like nice to someone or telling someone that she's going to imprison them for the rest of their lives and take all their money. And it's uh, really, it's really, it's service of a smile. It, it, she, she's a really good villain who's also not a villain because she's an anti-hero and I'm so confused but it's, an, but, it's a, but it's a great performance because you can still see that she's laughing maniacally in her head whilst being really really nice I'm yeah, trying yeah. to think of who it's like there is a performance in another film like it and I'm trying to think of it and I can't I'm going to have to come up with is it, it later is it like a Gary Oldman performance <sighs> it could be I'm just no it's to... um, it's, it's uh, The Shining when he goes, I'm gonna bash your, your brains bash out. Bash your brains to pieces. Yeah, yeah, and he, and he looks so happy about it. <laughs> maybe it, maybe it is that. But it's, 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 it's that, it's that kind of performance. It's, I don't know. it's very impressive. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the thing is, this film is just solid performances. Uh, Richmond Pike, Pete Dinklage. I mm. thought Diane West or Diane Weiss, whatever you say, is was awesome as um, you know, the the woman who was. Uh, Peter Dinklage's mum. Oh, awesome. yes. Because the thing is, she had to do the most varied performance because you had to really believe that she was completely helpless. And then by the time, end of when you're seeing her, she's like, you know, turned into the bad guy from John Wick and she's like, <laughs> just you wait till he comes for you. Yeah, you know, ah, <laughs> <laughs> it was It was really strange how much like John Wick it got at points. Especially with yeah. the very stylistically, the um, the sort of heavy attention to detail the, played to how the rules of the world that they live in work. Yeah, um, I remember you you saying that like you wouldn't have been surprised if there was like a, a John Wick coin in this. They should have done well, that. All the, I every time, they if were, this was in the world of John Wick, I'd have taken that. I would fully have well, believed that. This, this <laughs> feels like it is in the world of John Wick. It's really weird. Well, I think just the fact that Peter Dinklage is such like I say, it's sort of if he feels like a very quirky but not over the top sort of villain you know with his obsession with eating eclairs and you know his, his <laughs> throwing and throwing smoothies exactly and his very particular sort of style of suits that he's always wearing yeah and his cool uh, workout routine oh god yeah oh that was weird and yeah obviously the, the scene mainly is the scene where they um they go to the uh oh what do you call them security boxes in the bank um all that scene where they're looking through all the old stuff she's got and the diamonds, it just, it, yeah, it mm. felt like they were about to pick up a coin and go, oh, Baba Yaga, yeah. and then just yeah. Keller <laughs> drops from the ceiling and slits their throat or something. Yeah, Someone get on it. that. I want to I want to see How weird would that be if there was a John Wick film that wasn't called John Wick, and it was just another film, and it was never advertised that John Wick was in it, and then halfway through the movie, he's fully in it? Yeah. Well, so there are, I, was, I think we've talked about this before, but there are, there's, there's always been... Um, Theories claiming that every Keanu Reeves like performance in a film yeah. is, is just Neo being part of some different type of training program, 
And well, that's because literally the Matrix is about oh, it's a simulation. It's literally a film of yeah. that of that classic. It's, oh, it's all a dream. <laughs> yeah. So you can just apply that theory to any Keanu. Sorry, it is Keanu the most cop out theory ever. Yeah. But annoyingly, I like it. But yes. yeah, I like it too because you're making use of the fact that the Matrix is already doing that. <laughs> yeah, so I've got true. hiccups now because you made me laugh. Oh wow, that's impressive. That's we've never we've never been halted from an episode because of that before. Are we gonna have to pause. No, no, no. It's fine. <laughs> this it's is going to be the worst content ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, at least uh, um, Gonzalez was also pretty good. I didn't realize I recognized her until halfway through the film. She was in um, uh, Baby Driver. Did a very good job. She was. She, yeah, I think yeah. She kind of. She was an odd presence in the film. I never quite placed where she was. She almost seems like she's trying to be more evil than. Uh, than Marla is, but also kind of doesn't want to be part of it. It always felt that I thought she was just looking up to her. Yeah, I think yeah. yeah. Her inclusion was was slightly. I think they sort of had a kind of Bonnie and Clyde thing going with the whole, the two of them mm. making their money and going off to live happy ever after that sort of thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was very messed up. I also, uh, I do like. This is just general comment now. If you if you're ready for a really gen general comment, yeah, fuck it. Right, so it's really nice how like you can watch a film now, and it's just like, it's not, it's not, it's just, it's a really good thing about our society that it's just not a big deal that these are lesbian characters. It's like, oh, they're in love, cool. <laughs> I just really like that. Ten years ago, I feel like you know, we would have had to talk about that for some reason, but it's like, no, it's yeah. not even important to the movie. I, it's not important yeah. to the movie. They're just in a relationship, and that's it. Well, I like that. I really like that about our society that this can happen now. I agree. It's However. Good. I don't say however, because this isn't actually a juxtaposition to your point, but what was interesting about the uh, the film was the very... It was very purposefully um, hyper-effeminate in the sense that her, her sort of... Um, her entire philosophy as a person was defined by... Like, well, sorry, it wasn't defined by, but it was exemplified mainly by her um, being sort of hating all men and being like very hostile towards all men who, who who sort of treated her in the in the typical um uh the sexist manner. And right, so if we want to pretend we're at university, right, we could um even be like she's re- she's oh she's resisting the uh, traditional mothering role roles and uh well, yeah. she's even stealing she's stealing a mother from a mummy's boy and the mummy's boy is gonna fight for the mother and it's all about a fight for motherhood. Yeah, exactly. Well, she because she wants to be in control and own people. Essentially, she has the wrong side of motherhood. In her. yeah, whereas Peter Dinklage just got the right side, where he just loves his mum. True, I guess that's true. That's probably the only, and that again is the only reason I feel like it's possible to feel any sort of sympathy for any one of the characters because, yeah, it, that's probably oh, why it's, it's a mess. D- it's an absolute mess in terms of sympathy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, um, it's not. But you know, like you again, burn off reading. It's the same. It's it's like that. It's you know I think yeah in that in that you are unsure about who you meant to feel nobody is for. The, I, no one is I likeable. feel sympathetic I like Brad Pitt yeah but because he's, he's still cool. a scumbag in the <laughs> film oh they all are and he gets shot because he's a moron yeah and oh great for spoiling that oh, film who gives a one. shit <laughs> it's one of the best it's a great moment <laughs> also Clooney in that film is jokes yeah that's a right that is you a, better put a about spoilers film. for burn after reading in the description because I was I would. I would not listen to this again. I'll, be I'll so bleep annoyed. it out. Fuck it. It'll be fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'll bleep it out. Um, cool. All right. So, they all die. Uh, I'm ready to uh, <laughs> to get summarising on this one. Oh, we're all um, ready. 
Already, I feel yeah, like I'm yeah. missing out on things I haven't mentioned yet. But weirdly, it's such a simple film. I feel like it is. It, it is. Maybe, it's maybe just true. Yeah, I. So what I would say is, um, you know, no need to throw a water cooler when you're angry. That's what I learned. That's really awkward. It was great though. So awkward. Yeah, yeah. I would say the best performance in this. Well, my my favorite is Peter Dinklage. No, it's Rosamund Pike. His, it's Rosamund Pike. You don't think? Well, like Diane Diane White. She's great. She's awesome. She's great. She's and Peter Dinklage is great. He's doing his thing. However, he, that need neither of them. But Rosamund have. Pike. None of these other characters are involved in the worst parts of the film. But the thing is, but yeah, okay. But all the other best parts of the film are mostly Rosamund Pike. Oh, and see, she I don't has agree. the most. Dif- she has the most. She has the, she has the most difficult job to do because, like I said, her character has way more depth. Everyone else is pretty pretty one dimensional. Diane Diane Weist is, is Diane Weist has to turn tables every scene, sort of. Or I still As think she has to change. She has to change what she's doing every scene. However, I think the way that Rosamund Pike chews up the scenery in every single scene is it's insatiable. Yeah, fine. I think I, it is I true. Have to and it is and it is infectious as well. It's it quite is. Like I say, she's so happy. It's unbelievable, and she's so awful. I hate her. Yeah, I genuinely hate her. Yeah, fine. Right, Rosamund Pike. Um, <laughs> best scene. Best scene. Best scene. Uh, it's or favorite scene. I mean, my favorite scene is probably when um, Alexi has to go after, um, has to get Diane Weist out of the old people's home and, and it all goes around out in the corridor. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. <laughs> I love it. The thing, all those. I think all that first third after the intro is just the best bit. Like I love uh, the scenes with the lawyer are amazing. Um, the scenes with yeah I don't know all the Diane Weiss scenes where she's just helpless and the old people's home really interesting yeah I think for for me I agree obviously with all your picks I would probably point I would probably say the um, the scene I was most I guess I guess impressed by was um, when she's you know they, they tried to they tried to kill her and she you know in the car going underwater and she Makes her way back like, using the service station and manipulates yeah, her to is... give her what she. I think I found that to be again. It was like the sort of Wolf of Wall Street thing where she's at her lowest point, and that's where her sort yeah. of the main core of her character is sort of shown extremely well. And I feel like because this film is extremely messy, I appreciated that it, it did a very concise job at doing that. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. a lot of why I like her character can be found in in that sort of that sort of. Segment. I would have, I would have liked this film more if her girlfriend had died. Uh, pff, typical. It would have made typical man. Nice shot. I wish one I just of the like lesbians people, I like died. When di- shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when people die in movies. It's just better. It's just she didn't have to live. Well, I feel she like Peter Dinklage. Should've... She didn't serve a purpose after she survived. Well, that's so it wasn't necessary. I, I think, think I don't agree with that. I th- I for me. And I know this would have again probably been a little bit too close to uh, to the Midsummer Connection, but mind you, that's a pretty loose one. I would have liked it if they'd ended it, which they were leading towards, which is that um, uh, bloody what's her name, Marla, um, manages to get uh, Roman's uh, Peter Dinklage. His name his name's Roman, right? Yeah, Marla basically yeah, gets yeah. Roman in a in a coma and becomes his guardian and does succeed in drugging him up and trapping him and the basically the film would end basically just showing him vegetated in the in the prison. Oh, because you love mother. to you love to show, don't you, how um how the system is is so awful. No, but it, but I think it would be it would for me it would it would have a nice bit of irony because he would be there with his mother. 
Oh yeah, I love that. No, I, I'm I'm just trying to get back at you for what you said to me. I, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I think it's brilliant. <laughs> I agree. No, I agree. Yeah. I, I'm definitely falling just for what I like in films. But the thing is, I, yeah, I just I, I feel no, like... no, no, no. That's a it's good irony. It's clever. And uh, the problem with this film is that the start and the end are so unclever that it's it's just disgusting. I think it's so cynical. I would have liked a more cynical ending because the film. Yeah, kind exactly. Of... You'd like them to deliver on it. It's sort of like the film goes. Oh no! How we... are you meant to care? Right, we're going to spoil the end of the movie now. Okay. I don't care. How a are lot. you? How are you meant to care that she's dead? Yeah. How? Why? Like because you don't like her, so you can't settle for that as an ending. Like no, and I don't care that she's dead. I want her to be dead, so maybe satisfy me there, yeah, by killing her. Sure, but even then, it's not cynical enough. It isn't. The only way you could deliver on the tone of this movie is, as you say, precisely. Yeah. Have so her, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna come, well now that you've done that, I can now talk about layer cake properly. So yeah. So go. right. So. Spoiler, spoiler, blah, 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 blah. Who gives a shit? Um, no one's listening anyway, so it doesn't matter. So when, so in this case, when Marla walks out wearing a white suit, having built her empire and is really happy and gets shot by someone who she wronged earlier in the film, uh, which is exactly what happens at the end of Layer Cake, the reason it doesn't work is, is in Layer Cake, it, the, entire, the entire of Layer Cake is about Daniel Craig's character trying to leave... He's trying. He's like you know. He's he's trying to get out of the business. It's all about him being clawed back in. You know, bloody blah, blah, blah. Godfather. Godfather free. Yeah, yeah. I knew yeah. you were going to say that. Um, <laughs> and the, his the whole point is that he at the end manages to get out. It's not been about him trying to become king of the hill. It's been about him trying to settle. And the fact that he gets then murdered by someone he he killed along the way. Is that's where he gets his just dessert. That's why there's an, an irony in it that works. Because we'll he... make sure he gets his just dessert. Yeah, exactly. Oh no. Um, <laughs> oh no. So, so I, there's, I feel like there's much more poetic justice in him trying to pretend that he could be within the law because he's not a cackling, maniacal, evil genius. Whereas mm. Rosamund Pike is just, she's just someone who is trying to. It's more like if at the end of Wolf of Wall Street, like everything goes fine for Jordan Belfort suddenly and it, like there's no consequences. Yeah, it's, it's, and then better, it's better that he's and... like this kind of washed up, tanned mess trying to like just teach people how to make a bit of money. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like what happened here is I care a lot thought at the at the, the penultimate ending point said, Oh, we'll pull the rug out from under them and say, Oh, she got you know, she actually, everyone got what they want and then they're like, Well now we can pull the rug from under the rug that we pulled them under from and then they're gonna be still on the floor in the pretty much exactly the same <laughs> position they were before and they're not actually gonna give Bleeding a shit. Bleeding out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I, I I feel like they just they mistimed their rug pulls. That's what I'm saying. There's yeah. a tagline. We 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 want the we want the um I want well timed rug pulls. I want it, the rug to you know, that brings the whole room together. Yeah. No, I feel sick now. <laughs> so basically, yeah, I would say this film is a six out of ten. I give it I like, like, we've, been, like we've been projecting that ever since the start of this. What is it? Six out of ten. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's a six. It's a six. It's a good we film. think it's good. We don't think it's great, but we don't think it's average. And I, yeah, would, it's I would, good. If, if you read the title and you think that sounds like a shit title, you're right. But yeah, <laughs> uh, you you sh- you should try, you should genuinely watch it because it is it is fun and it is it is original. Technically, it's, well, sorry, I shouldn't say that. By and large, it does an original thing. It, it does an original thing. No, no within, a, within a, an original thing. There's no such thing as it's an original like, film. Yeah, this is like if this was like a coconut 
the inside of the coconut would be original, and then all of the the hairy shell would would, would just be you know the genre. We really are just like Roger Ebert without the drugs, aren't we? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I'm calling back to something we did like a year ago. Yeah, yeah, it didn't make sense. That. <laughs> no, that's why it's a good rumor because it, you know, it worked. I think it rolls up the tongue. It's, it's, a good rumor. it's not based on. I anything. mean, why else? Why else did he rate out of four and not five? I think you it, know. I think us coming up with an ill-informed <laughs> metaphor to poison the world is a pretty good metaphor for what we do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, it's a six. Good. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Thank you for listening to Out of Ten or at least being in the vicinity of a device which happens to be playing it. If you've struggled through to the end, you've either skipped through the podcast, in which case, shame on you, or you actually enjoyed it somehow. If so, we'd love to hear your thoughts on lists we should make or reviews we should do for any film, TV show, album or game you want. Just make sure it's not boring. You can find us on Twitter at outer underscore one zero or send us an email to outer one zero podcast at gmail.com or one word. And all complaints may be sent to us via your nearest recycle bin. See you soon.